Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Since the beginning of the pandemic last year, we've all been encouraged to stay at home. There was a time when you couldn't take your child to a doctor without a COVID test. And I don't know about your kids, but mine are not so fond of COVID tests. Fortunately, being away from school has meant my children, touch wood, have been in great health. But what happens now if they have a tummy bug? When is it okay to go and see someone? And what impact has COVID had on children being diagnosed with other illnesses? Dr. Deb Levy is a paediatrician. Hi, Deb. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. And thanks for having me today. My pleasure. Um, Did you ever need children to have a COVID test before they came to see you? No, Siobhan, I never requested it. We did have a health screening questionnaire in terms of, you know, simple questions. Have you been, you know, exposed um, and um, have you been diagnosed with COVID, etc.? But um, no, we never required COVID tests. And did you see a drop-off in, in parents coming with their kids to see you because they were worried about the pandemic? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, there certainly is a trend playing out for delayed healthcare for children, but it's across all facilities, so general practitioners, specialists like myself, and even emergency departments and hospitals. You know, we're seeing less children with, you know, your regular illnesses. Um, and this trend has been reported both internationally as well as here in Australia. For example, a recent parent survey done this year by Water Wipes has shown that nearly one in five parents has delayed taking their child to a healthcare provider out of concerns for COVID and, um, you know, the current lockdown situation. And, um, you know, one in five, I find that statistic a bit worrying. Um, Not only does that mean that children can potentially, you know, be missed in terms of diagnoses or, you know, they can become more unwell, but also the the unnecessary stress and distress that it's putting on parents in this already very difficult time. I mean, I'm a parent myself and I get it. I know it's very hard to have a a sick child at home. And I think it's even harder when you don't really know where to turn. Do we have a sense of what parents are doing if they're not going to the doctor, but they are worried about their kids? Well, I think that it's not going to surprise you when I say that um, many, many parents are turning to the internet and good old Dr. Google um, you know, the survey that I mentioned earlier, Water Wipes did, also showed that nearly 90% of parents are turning to the internet, which, you know, may be good if parents are using reputable, you know, and credible resources, but um, can be potentially dangerous if they're not. I remember when my daughter was quite small, when she was just a baby, and we were told if, if anything happens and she's younger than six months, Um, you can go straight to the emergency. And I remember feeling uh, that I was, you know, maybe overreacting if I took her to an emergency. And of course, looking back now, I think, well, that's ridiculous. Of course, you'd take her if you were worried about something. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking, oh, but maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. And maybe I shouldn't be going. If that sort of thing is playing out in parents' minds now when they have a sick child, do you have any tips on what they should be looking at in order to decide whether 
it's worth a trip to the doctor, whether they should be going to see someone in person or not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I kind of have a simple rule around this. And as you've already pointed out, one of my rules is if they're under six months, you know, so if they're very young or if they're very sick. And um, it may sound, you know, the, the very young part is easy. That's an age cutoff. Um, the very sick part, as you've already said, it becomes a bit tricky, you know, especially in the middle of the night when children do seem to, you know, their fever spike or their cough gets worse. And, um, you know, so what I think is important to be able to step back and, you know, have a look at your child and, and see what exactly is going on. And that means, firstly, know what they're like when they are well. And and um, I'll touch on, on this a little bit as, as I go, but I, I don't, you know, we all know what our children are like, but what I'm talking about, you know, what is their skin color like? You know, do they normally look a bit mottled or not? Uh, you know, what is their breathing like? So we know what's normal. And then I've devised five really simple questions that parents can ask themselves um, to try and help them work it out. And um, those five questions are, one, has my child's behavior changed? And I don't mean, you know, are they just being a little bit, you know, niggly? I'm talking about are they inconsolable? You know, are they, you know, you absolutely unable to settle them? Are, you know, they're just totally different from what they normally are. You know, maybe they're not wanting to feed or anything like that. So has their behavior changed? The second one is, has their breathing changed? And this is why it's important to know what their breathing is like when they're well, you know. But are they working very hard? Are they struggling hard, you know, with their breathing? Number three is, has their color changed? So are they very pale? Have they become mottled? You know, are they, and that means, you know, the, their skin doesn't look as well. It isn't as nice and pink as it normally is on their hands and feet. Um, you know, even are they a bit bluish, you know, around their lips? If we don't look, we don't see these things. The fourth question is, are they excessively sleepy? Children as well as adults, we need our sleep to heal. It's when our immune system really, you know, kicks up. But um, if a child is overly drowsy, you know, sleeping through multiple feeds, you know, you can't rouse and that's when we become very concerned. And um, the fifth one is, do they have a rash? And that that's a bit of a tricky one because obviously, you know, rash can just mean really simple thing, but it can also mean something very serious. So, you know, the most serious rash that we worry about um, is what's called a non-blanching rash. And that means a rash that doesn't go pale when you press on it. So it typically looks very red or purple just underneath the skin. And if you press on it with your thumb and then quickly lift away, it doesn't um, go away or doesn't get any paler. You know, so look, I mean, these five questions, it's, you know, obviously I'm not expecting a parent to have undertaken, you know, many years of training and studying and, and um, you know, to be able to recognize, you know, multiple illnesses. But I think that to have these few things in mind, it can definitely empower you as a parent to know, well, you know, actually I answered, you know, no to all of these questions. So I'm feeling reassured versus, oh my goodness, there's some yeses here. You know, things have changed. I do need to escalate things. Have you um, used telehealth much at all during this pandemic? I mean, I love telehealth. I'm a huge fan of it. And I really love the fact that Medicare got behind it and um, have made it much easier for families. You know, I do think virtual care offers, you know, families a lot of convenience. 
um, and that's, you know, city folk who it's just easier for them to access as well as um, families who are more rural who perhaps don't have access to healthcare providers. So I think telehealth is really, really valuable. The majority of doctors that I know do offer it. And um, I think it's something you should take your doctor up on, um, you know, book in that appointment, you know, regard it as a regular appointment. So set a time, you know, set aside time to be present, have your child with you, make sure you're in a quiet private area. And as always, jot down a few questions that you want to ask so that you get the most out of your time. And is telehealth something that is always done just on the phone or have you used sort of um, things like FaceTime or Zoom calls as well? I always try and do um, video, so some type of um, video conferencing because I just personally prefer it um, as well as I can then actually see a child, you know. So um, that enables me to do a limited assessment of, of a child um, and it can actually tell you a lot. You know, certainly I, I can't listen to their chest, but I can hear them breathing and I can hear the cough and, you know, I can see what their work of breathing is, for example. Earlier you mentioned that parents were a bit more reluctant to take their kids to the doctor or to see a specialist like yourself, to see a paediatrician. Do you have any concern that once lockdown lifts and we go back to more normal life that we will see an increase in the diagnosis of childhood illness. There's always that worry. And, you know, we're certainly seeing that in the adult population when, when people have delayed seeking attention for symptoms. And um, one can only hope that doesn't happen with children, but certainly the risk is there, which is why, you know, I encourage families to listen to your gut. And as a parent, we know when things aren't right. And, you know, don't delay, don't wait until um, COVID lockdown has lifted because, as we all know, that may continue for quite a while yet. And, um, you know, ultimately, as healthcare providers, as doctors, you know, we are here to support you and to help your children. So, you know, don't hesitate. If you're worried, by all means, you know, make an appointment and, you know, whether that's via telehealth or in person to, to see someone. Deb, thank you so much for your time today. It's a pleasure. I hope that I've managed to help some families through this very, very difficult time. I think you have. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure. That's paediatrician Dr. Deb Levy. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.